welcome to Ivy League Murders. My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate and a private investigator. And my name is Laura Rodriguez McDonald. I'm a University of Miami graduate, longtime crime aficionado, and part of a fourth generation NYPD family. Laura and I don't always agree on everything. With her NYPD roots and my criminal defense background, sometimes we find ourselves on opposite sides of the jury. We do share a mutual passion for crime solving, and we both grew up in Cambridge, steps away from Harvard University. On Ivy League Murders, we discuss cases where the best of the best make the worst decisions. We look at people who seemingly have it all and throw it all away. Murder, murder. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm fine, but we just cannot believe the spate of bomb threats that have been aimed at the Ivy Leagues and other higher education institutions. But primarily at the Ivy Leagues. Primarily at the Ivy Leagues. And these threats are, thank God, only threats. But they've put many universities on edge. There are truly no safe spaces in the Ivy League right now. Yale University was the first school targeted So what happened, Laura? Just before 2 p.m. on Friday, New Haven police received an anonymous call and 10 buildings were evacuated, Sarah. And so this was followed over the weekend by threats to Cornell, Columbia, and Brown. They also received similar threats. The same thing had to happen. Buildings were evacuated. Incredibly disruptive, thank God. They were unfounded. And these are calls, at least in the Yale case, we know that A call was placed just on a non-emergency line. But since then, there's now more threats. We found out that there are similar threats to Princeton, Stanford, University of Miami of Ohio, and Ohio University. And what's the latest news we just found out? So we just found out, actually, we just saw a piece about 10 minutes ago that the authorities now do believe that the threats are related. So they do think that the same person or people are involved. So this really leads us to question what what is the motive? Yeah, what would motivate someone to do this? And so here with us today is Yale student Arena Colombo. She was at Yale and had to evacuate due to the bomb threat. Aren also covers stories for the Yale Daily News. So welcome Aren. It's really nice to be here. So tell us, what was it like being on the Yale campus when this was all going down? Did you guys know what was happening? No, basically we we got this Yale alert from campus, which was just one of uh, just the security systems that they have in place here. And we were immediately alerted about these bomb threats. And afterwards, after a while, we received an email from the chief of the police, Ronald Higgins, and he sort of explained the situation. Alarms went off, we were told to evacuate, and we just all gathered outside of the university. What were your first thoughts? Did you think it was a fire alarm? Were you guys informed of what was going on? 
first instinct, I thought it was a fire alarm going off. We've been having drills. So I was like, okay, let's just get out of the building and we'll be right back in in a few seconds. And then my phone started to blow up with all my friends who were saying, what is going on? Have you guys heard about the bomb threats? And it just got super real very quickly. But as soon as we started getting more information about the story, it was just a little weird that someone would call in the police and talk about uh, having put over, I think it was 40 bombs all across Yale campus and to tell the exact location of these bombs. And it was just a little weird. We weren't sure what to think about. We thought it might just be a really bad joke. And then we heard about all the other schools receiving the same threats. So it was a little bit weird. We, we weren't sure what to think. As a journalist, what's your instinct about who these people might be? Well, there were a lot of voices going around. When it was only at Yale, someone suggested that it might be one of the fraternity initiation jokes, and we were really hoping that wasn't it. But as soon as we heard about all the other schools being threatened during the weekend, it sort of became clear that it was just like targeting Ivy League institutions. Of course, other schools have also received similar threats, but it's primarily the Ivy Leagues, as you guys mentioned. So to me, it probably has to do with something about the privilege about being in such an institution and how that might anger people outside. And especially people who are close to these institutions but are not a part of it. And we see that a lot with the ongoing conflict between Yale and New Haven, and I assume even Harvard and Cambridge, and just the community surrounding these institutions. In fact, Laura did a little research into the numbers. And what did you find, Laura? Yeah, actually, I found that only 0.02% of the U.S. population has a degree from an Ivy League institution. So it really is the most elite. So mm -hmm. if you wanted to have a resentment against an elite institution and the Ivy League institution, it would be a target. I think it's a target also because Ivy League institutions are typically very liberal, very left-leaning. And I'm wondering if there isn't a political motivation here as well. Just in that's, you know. And I know in Cambridge, there's some level of resentment because Harvard's tax situation. You know, a lot of times these universities get accommodations that other businesses don't get. Then this is kind of the town and gown argument. Yes, you know, exactly. The universities get accommodations that yeah, others I, in the I cities don't a, get. I, yeah, I think that's a little bit. There's something particularly about a bomb threat Whoever or whatever organization this is, this is, you're right about the tax. No, I'm not saying that would be a motive. I'm just saying this all kind of brings in the resentment that you're referring to about the city, the locals kind of having a resentment yeah. against the school. They're yeah. just treated differently. Yeah. We've, we've also just recently heard about an increase in the endowment of all the universities. So maybe it's very far-fetched, but that could be part of the reason why it's happening now and why these bomb threats have been sort of... That's but interesting, it, actually. It, I wasn't so aware of that. I wasn't either. Can and you elaborate on that a little? I'm not 100% sure, but just within the last month, I believe there has been just an announcement of increased endowments for all the Ivy League institutions, or at least I know for sure Yale and Princeton have received an increase in their endowment. I'm not sure about the rest, but... I know Harvard's has been enormous. It's for, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Just think of the nature and the kind of 
criminal psychology behind somebody doing this. It's just the enormous power that one has by doing this. You disrupt, you put people in fear. It's incredibly disruptive. And really, it's only a phone call. You don't bring an institution to its knees, but at least for that day, you definitely put it in fear and you have an enormous amount of power by doing that. And, and it that's was really just that. It was really just a disruption because mm-hmm. none of these threats were. Thank were, God. Yeah. You know? You know, thank and God. Sarah and I were talking about it wasn't so long ago in the 70s, the 60s, where bombs and bombs on campuses were not uncommon and that these bombings were used as a way of political anti-Vietnam war. Right. And this was commonplace and we would hate to ever see something like that happen again. Absolutely. And I also wanted to remind our listeners, too, that at Harvard, there was another bomb. It was a hoax bomb that basically there was a student by the name of Eldo Kim. Mr. Kim did not want to take an exam. He created a bomb threat through something called Gorilla Mail and Tor, which is the young in the dark web. And there was this sort of anonymous bomb threat that he called in simply because he didn't want to take an exam. So he was found. And the, the way he was found is that on the Harvard server, there was only one person who had used the Tor. And it was traced back to this guerrilla email, which is a sort of like an email you create and then disappears. And then they found out that it was this guy. And you know what? I read, too, that the the penalties for doing this. Oh, they're very harsh. It's quarter million dollar fine. It's five years in prison. It's not a joke. And it shouldn't be either. Do you have any more thoughts, Irena, about how students are feeling there, how people are keeping themselves safe? I think there's very much a difference among people in how they reacted to it. And I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends who are also international students who in some of their countries, when there is a bomb threat, it's a real bomb threat. And that triggers a lot of emotions. And for other people, it's not as much of a case. I think I was being very rational about it. I thought if this is an actual bomb threat, if someone wanted to put a bomb, they wouldn't call the police and basically just tell them where the bombs are and which buildings to evacuate. So for me, it, it wasn't as much as a, of an emotional roller coaster as it was for a lot of my friends who were genuinely very scared by the situation. And it's hard. It's definitely hard when, when you hear that you're in an, in a situation of immediate danger and there's not really much you can do about it. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I actually think we're going to hear more. I think somebody who makes that many threats to that many places is looking for attention and probably will claim responsibility because you don't you're not that aggressive with the calls if you're not looking to get some attention. And to be that specific, that to me to mention specific buildings. Yeah, so that it's some a it's a person who's a bit obsessive, who's done a bit of research. It's not just, mm-hmm. oh hey, we planted however many bombs. And maybe they're just trying to add credibility to their threat. I think you're right though. I think they're they're seeking attention it's a fairly effective way to do it. I hope it's just a threat. I hope we don't have to talk about this again. Me too. And I spoke to several Harvard students yesterday, and I know that they were feeling anxious just because they're hearing from their friends and other IVs. So Mm -hmm. everybody's a little bit concerned, but again, we're thankful it's just threats. And, uh, 
Hopefully this will be the last time we discuss it, but we're very grateful for you coming on and sharing your experience and offering some new insights. Thank you so much for having me. I was just going to throw it out there that, of course, the Unabomber was a went to Harvard and everybody knows that, but yeah. And that might bring up some thoughts of Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, thank you so much, Renna. It's great to see you again. Yes, absolutely. And keep in touch and stay safe. Stay safe. We'll be in Okay. Bye. Have a good day. Murder, murder, murder.